0: Well, it's good to be back up this way. It's, it seems like it's been a while, but, uh, but I'm thankful for God's grace and God's mercy. To appreciate Brother Nick, we uh, do need more of this uh, in the day and hour in which we are living. In uh, you find uh, the Christians are many are not faithful uh, much more, uh, but we must keep marching on for the glory of God. Uh, And not get discouraged, but keep uh, preaching the gospel uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, It's his business, and he'll get it done. Uh, we just got to be faithful in preaching the word. Uh, If you have your Bibles tonight, I'm interested in the book of Ephesians. Uh, Tonight, Ephesians, uh, this book is no stranger to our people. Uh, We've been here... Uh, in the book of Ephesians for uh, several months since back in February of this year. Uh, But we've only made it to chapter 4 so far. Uh, But tonight I'm interested in chapter number 6. This is a familiar uh, chapter tonight. Ephesians chapter number 6 in verse number 10 is where I want to begin uh, preaching uh, tonight. Paul uh, is uh, uh, writing this letter to the church of Ephesus to encourage them, uh, to instruct them, uh, and to get them founded on solid uh, biblical doctrine. Uh, In verse number 10, Paul writes, Finally, my brethren, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of Uh, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day and having done all uh, to stand. I like what Paul says in verse 14, stand. Uh, Therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness that your feet and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherein ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In verse 18, Paul gives them one last instruction. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all uh, saints. We'll pray tonight. Lord, we do thank you, uh, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, just to be back, Lord, in your house, uh, Lord, this evening. Uh, Lord, we stand in a spot, Lord, you have placed us often, Lord, where we need your touch. Lord, where we need your help, uh, uh, Lord, to preach the Word of God. And Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that you touch every soul, Lord, that's here tonight. Uh, Lord, that you'd clear our minds, Lord, off uh, uh, everything we've got going on outside of these walls. Uh, and Lord, just for a few moments tonight, Lord, allow us to be focused, uh, uh, Lord, upon your Word. And Lord, we'll thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy. In Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen. Uh, uh, in Ephesians chapter number 6, uh, uh, beginning in verse number 10, uh, Paul now takes the Christian uh, uh, to the battlefield. Uh, in Ephesians one, two, three, and 4, and even chapter number 5, Paul uh, has took much time in instructing the child of God uh, uh, on how to walk. Uh, Uh, and how to be a true servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, If you flip back over tonight to chapter number 4 and verse number uh, 1, Paul solemnly uh, challenges uh, uh, and charges the child of God uh, uh, in verse 1. He says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you uh, uh, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are uh, uh, called in verse number one of chapter five, Paul says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Then in verse number two, Paul instructs us how to walk. He said, And walk uh, uh, in love, uh, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savior. We go on in verse number 18 of chapter five, Paul tells us that. We must be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, uh, Every child of God, not just preachers or deacons, but it's to be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, And Paul tells us in order to be filled, we must be emptied. Uh, And Paul tells us in verse 18, "...and be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be filled." Uh, Uh, With the Spirit. Uh, In verse number 19 of chapter 5, Paul uh, tells us how to get through some discouraging times uh, uh, in this Christian walk. Uh, uh, He gives us some comfort in verse 19, speaking unto yourself in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody in your heart uh, uh, to the Lord. Paul tells us in verse 20 how we are to be a thankful uh, a Christian. Uh, notice here, giving thanks always for all things unto God and to the Father in the name of our Lord uh, Jesus uh, Christ in verses twenty-two uh, on to the rest of the chapter. Paul teaches us uh, uh, how to be a husband. He teaches us how to be a, a husband and a godly father in chapter five. In the beginning of chapter number six, but when we get down to verse number ten uh, uh, in chapter number six, Paul now takes us to the battlefield uh, uh, where the child of God will uh, walk with God, but face many battles. Uh, Along the way. Uh, uh, this 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 walk with the Lord is not an easy one, uh, uh, but it is one that we must put on the whole armor of God. And as Paul is there in prison, and as he pins down the book of Ephesians, uh, he begins to look at the Roman soldiers who have tied him to chains. Uh, Uh, And he begins to see their armor, uh, uh, what they have on and in order to serve in the Roman army. He begins to compare the Christian soldier on what they are to put on uh, uh, for battle. Paul tells him in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of of His might. Uh, uh, We notice here Paul warns the Christian, the child of God, uh, uh, that they are going to face some spiritual warfare uh, uh, along the way. Uh, uh, He tells them and warns them about spiritual wickedness that they will face uh, uh, in their life. And then he goes on to tell them and to warn them uh, about the very wiles uh, of the devil. Uh, We see that it is... uh, uh, now in these few verses that Paul takes uh, uh, the child of God where no other soldier has ever faced uh, uh, a worse enemy uh, uh, a, da- a more dangerous enemy than the Christian is going to face here uh, in Ephesians chapter number 6 uh, uh, he is not fighting against another country uh, but he is fighting against the devil and all uh, the demons of hell uh, uh, and we know Notice here in Ephesians uh, uh, 6, verse 11, Paul introduced them to their foe, uh, uh, and that is the very wiles uh, of the devil. Uh, Peter explains him and begins to tell the child of God that uh, he is as a roaring lion, sinking in whom uh, uh, he may devour. Uh, that word devour there that Peter uses, it literally means to chew up uh, Uh, and to spit out. uh, uh, When the devil has got the best of us, he'll he'll, uh, most times just spit us out uh, uh, for us to be ruined. Uh, uh, And Peter knew how dangerous this foe was, uh, uh, and how that he would need God's armor on him as well. Uh, But notice here in verse number 12, uh, uh, Paul takes the soldier where no soldier has ever entered a more difficult uh, uh, and a more dangerous battlefield uh, uh, that Paul mentions in verse number 12. uh, uh, For he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, against spiritual wickedness in high uh, places. Uh, In verse number 13, Paul goes on to say, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, uh, uh, that ye may be able to withstand, that word there, withstand, means to stand uh, against. uh, uh, To stand uh, against uh And there's some uh things in my life in your life in this Christian walk that we must stand uh, against uh, uh, and Paul said, here, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand when in the evil day. Uh, And where are we at tonight? We are in the evil day. Uh, uh, We are in the days that Paul warned Timothy about. Perilous times uh, uh, shall come, he said uh, uh, unto young Timothy. Uh, Well, here we are in the evil days and we must put on the whole armor of God uh, that we may be able to stand against, Uh, notice here, uh, in the evil day. Having done all to stand. Paul said, When you've given it your all, in verse 14, he says, Stand. Stand your ground. Stand firm uh, in the doctrine that Paul has covered uh, from verse 10 all the way back to Ephesians chapter number one in verse uh, number one. Uh, Paul says, Finally, my brethren, after all I've covered, after all I taught you, he said, Now it's time to put on the armor of God. Uh, now it's time to face the battlefield. Uh, uh, in verse number 14, he says, Stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. In verse 14, uh, Paul begins to uh, describe the armor that we are to put on as a child of God. The first thing he mentions is uh, 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 having your loins girt about with truth. Uh, uh, That loins there speaks of a hip area uh, on an individual uh, and how Paul is sitting there in prison uh, looking at those Roman soldiers, uh, he begins to look at the belt that is holding every piece of equipment uh, uh, that they have on up. Uh, and Paul said, "Having your loins uh, girt about with uh, truth." Uh, in, every, in other words, Paul's saying well, how you're going to stand, uh, how you're going to be uh, held together, is the truth uh, uh, of the gospel. Is the truth of biblical doctrine. Uh, no. Notice here, uh, "...have your loins girt about with truth uh, uh, and have it on the breastplate of righteousness." In verse 15, he says, in your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Paul says, take this everywhere you go. The gospel of, of peace. Notice in verse 16, Paul says, above all these, above all, taking the shield of Faith, notice here wherewith ye shall be able to quench all that is a small word, but very important all notice here the fiery darts of the wicked, that word darts there that Paul uses in the Greek, it describes a missile. Uh, or a spear, uh, or an arrow. Uh, uh, Paul says that ye may may block, or ye may be able to quench all the fiery spears, uh, all the fiery arrows of the wicked. In verse 17, Paul says, and taking the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When we get to verse number... Uh, 14 down to verse number 17. Uh, uh, when we read the helmet of salvation uh, from that point in 17 back to 14, uh, uh, Paul begins to describe the armor of God in a in a, a defense in a defense way. Uh, all of these things we would use uh, uh, on on defense. Uh, we would use the, uh, our loins girt about with truth. That's a defense uh, uh, term. Uh, uh, having your feet, your breastplate of righteousness. That is for defense. Uh, uh, your feet shod with the preparation of gospel. That is uh, defense. In uh, uh, verse 16, the shield of faith. That is defense. In uh, uh, verse number 17, the helmet of salvation that is defense uh, but when we get down to verse seventeen uh, some many many would say tonight that Paul gives one weapon of offense uh, uh, for the child of God uh, uh, in verse seventeen I do believe that uh, uh, that in verse seventeen he does give us uh, uh, one weapon of offense. Uh, And it is a weapon uh, that has been proven to work. uh, uh, And it is the Word of God. Uh, uh, We know from Matthew chapter 14 that it's worked when our Lord uh, uh, faced this same opponent. Uh, uh, Jesus kept saying, it is written, uh, and the devil fled from him. Uh, uh, So the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, it is our weapon tonight. Uh, It is an offensive weapon. That we use uh, and preach and teach and hold dear to our heart. Uh, But a weapon uh, of offense that we most of the time do not use uh, uh, is found in verse number 18. Uh, uh, And Paul says, Praying always, Uh, praying always. There is a few things in studying this armor uh, that is easy to see that uh, Paul covers the child of God uh, uh, completely in, in the front. He gives him the breastplate of righteousness. He gives him a helmet uh, uh, of salvation. He gives him a sword of, of spirit. He gives him uh, uh, the, his feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Uh, Paul covers the child of God in everything that he needs uh, uh, to stay in a forward motion for God he does not cover the back of the child of God with any uh, with any protection for we are never told to quit. Uh, but to keep on marching for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Paul said, I press toward. That is a forward uh, uh, movement. He said, I press toward uh, uh, the mark. Uh, uh, And and as you and I as Christians, no matter how hot the battle may get, uh, uh, no matter how real the battle may get, uh, uh, we must keep marching on for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And then there's another uh, thing that Paul does not cover uh, and it is the, the knee area of the child of God uh, because the greatest battle that we'll ever conquer will be won when we're on our knees praying uh, uh, to the God in heaven. And I want to preach uh, uh, this afternoon on a topical message. Uh, I preach uh, mostly expository, but tonight I'm going to preach a topical message uh, uh, on a prayer. Paul says in verse 18, praying always. When are we to pray? Always. Paul says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer tonight should mark our lives. Prayer should mark our lives. Prayer is powerful. Uh, prayer brings us into the peace of God. Prayer gives us perseverance when we feel like quitting. Uh, we pray and it gives us another uh, ounce of energy to go another round. Uh, uh, prayer gives us perseverance. Prayer brings us into the very presence uh, of an almighty God, So how are we to pray? How are we to pray? Well, there's no one better to look to that teaches us how to pray than the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the best best prayer of all uh, tonight. I want us to take the Bible tonight real quickly and turn to Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. In verse number 9 this evening, we've heard it said much, this is the Lord's Prayer. But as far as I read, our Lord could not pray this prayer. Uh, For in verse number 12, Jesus said, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He had no sin to be forgiven. Uh, He had no debts to pay other than my debts and your debts. So this is not the Lord's Prayer, but I would call it the pattern for prayer. His disciples come to Him on the hill that day on the greatest sermon that was ever preached uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ. And he takes this small section and teaches them how to pray. He teaches them how they are to pray and how they are not to pray. You mean tonight there's a wrong way to pray? The Lord said there was. In verse number 5, he teaches them about how the hypocrites, how they pray. And in verse 5, he said, when thou prayest... Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6 verse 5 how not to pray. We're not to pray as the hypocrites pray. What do you mean? We're not to pray to be seen. We're not to pray to be heard. Uh, We're to pray to God and God alone. Uh, Tonight, He teaches them how not to pray. He introduces us in Matthew 6 to three types of prayer. Uh, It is the hypocrites' prayer in verse 5 and verse 6. It is a holy prayer. Jesus said, when pray, in verse 6, but thou, when thou prayest... He's teaching us how to pray. Enter into thy closet. He said, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Then in verse number 9, I would like to say that this is the pattern that God lays out before them on that day to teach them how to pray. To teach them how to pray a prayer that is honorable to God. And in Matthew 6, 9, we see an honorable prayer. Jesus said in verse 9, After this manner, when He uses the word manner there, it is translated in the Greek to mean words as this, in this way, or on this fashion, or in this order. So Jesus is telling them in verse 9, after this manner, after this way, after this fashion, He said in verse 9, pray. Pray. Pray, therefore pray, ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I see before, and this is God instructing us on how to pray, that the first thing we ought to do is not to ask our needs or our wants, but to give Him glory and to give Him honor. Uh, The writer of Hebrews says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may attain mercy. And the Lord said, after this manner, after this sort, therefore pray, our Father which art in heaven... I believe, no doubt, God wants us to know that He is a sovereign God in control of everything. Uh, No matter what's going on around us, He knows it. Notice in verse number 8 what He says, For your Father knoweth the things ye have need of before." ye ask him uh, how much more sovereign can you get uh, than that tonight Uh, he knows I got two little boys at home uh, uh, that need to be saved Uh, uh, he knows uh, that I got a wife at home uh, uh, that needs all the help she can get and encouragement she can get to watch over uh, and care for those those boys while daddy's gone Uh, uh, he is a sovereign God Uh, he is in control of everything Uh, he knows what going on in Washington? It didn't catch him by surprise. He knows what Putin's doing because he's the one that calls the shots, not anyone else. He knows, he knows what's going on and he wants us to come to him and know that he's got everything under control before we ever bow our knee and ask one little thing of him that he says, "Child, I've got everything under control. I know everything that you need. He is a sovereign God. Notice His position in heaven. In heaven. Notice here. The Lord said, Hallowed be thy name. That's how we are to pray. That's how we are to fashion the beginning of our prayer. God, you are above all. You are all. Hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed, it is directing us to give glory and honor to Him. To His name. To His name. If if anything will be done in my life and in your life, it will be through His name. Salvation comes through His name. Real quick, notice in verse number 10, Jesus said, pray this. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Not our will. Oftentimes, I don't know about you, but I go to God telling Him what I want. What I want. Jesus said, don't pray that way. But you pray after His will. He knows best. Mary Martha said, Lord, you're four days late. Jesus said in, in our terms, no, I'm right on time. I'm right on time. Lest we are to pray for His will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. In verse number 11, Jesus said, pray this way. Give us, our, give us this day. Notice what He uses. Our what? Daily bread. I'll need Him every day. Every day of my life, I'll need Him. I'll need him, once today, Friday? I'll need him Sunday. I'll need him Sunday morning. But I'm to pray, Lord, I need you today. I need you today, Lord. Pray for our daily bread, our daily needs. Notice here in verse 12, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13, we are to be forgiven in verse 12. Notice here in verse 13, we're to pray for our walk. Lord, I need you to lead me. Jesus said, you pray that way. You pray that way. After you've given Him glory in verse 9, after you've prayed for His will to be done in verse 10, after you've asked Him to meet your needs for this day, after you've asked Him for your forgiveness and you've forgiven others, Then you ask Him in verse 13, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, guard my step. Lord, guard my path. Lord, guard who I come in contact with. Guard everything about me, Lord. Put a hedge like He did Job of protection around me, That's what we're to pray. Around our family, around our church, the pattern for prayer. Then I want to look tonight in Matthew chapter number 21 at the place of prayer. The place of prayer. Matthew 21 and verse 12. The Bible said in Jesus went into the temple of God and cast down all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seat of them that sold doves. Verse 13, And he said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. He said, But you've made it a den of thieves. You imagine that? As they're in the synagogues, selling, dealing, profiting off of God's house. And the Lord walks in and overthrows the tables. And said, My house shall be called a house of prayer but you've made it a den of thieves. I'm thankful tonight that the church don't have to do a raffle ticket to raise money. Uh, The church don't have to sell donuts to raise money. Uh, The church just has to get a hold of God in prayer. God will meet all their needs. In 2018 in our church the Lord allowed us to remodel completely the sanctuary, the restrooms Uh, we uh, was a hundred thousand dollars in debt at the church in 2018 it was our prayer and challenge to the people in five years we'll pay this debt off Uh, and I heard uh, a Amongst some of the people, well, we could have a car wash. We could sell donuts. We could do this to raise money. And I stood up in front of the church and said, We're not God's cheerleading team. We don't have to sell donuts, we don't have to sell raffle tickets. All we've got to do is pray. God is sufficient. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. 2020, middle of the pandemic, we had to move service down to a local restaurant in their parking lot in South Carolina. Uh, In the midst of the pandemic, others we hear dropping missionary support. We wrote the final check to pay the church off in two years. It's nothing we've done or the people done, but it's through prayer. It's through prayer. There's power in prayer. And in all through the Word of God, God works with little things uh, and does mighty things with those. With David, he took a small rock and killed a big giant. Uh, There's no telling what he can do here with this small little church. Uh, Through prayer, through prayer. The place of prayer, it is a public place. My house shall be called a place of prayer, a house of prayer. Matthew 6 again, in verse number 6. Jesus tells us another place that is a place of prayer. He said, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. I was interested in the closet Jesus said we're to go to to pray. That closet there, it comes from a word. A secret chamber. A secret chamber. Jesus said, go there and pray. Go there and pray. I love praying in church. I love the time around the altar. We spend Wednesday night at the church around the altar. Prayer request. There's nothing like praying in God's house. I remember uh, being under the call of God to preach. My brother-in-law was already preaching uh, and, and he would say, you want to meet at the church to pray uh, this evening? I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go. Uh, and I was not used to that at the time. Uh, we would walk into the church where I'm pastoring now, and all the lights would be off, and he'd open the doors to go into the sanctuary. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, he was like, I'm going to pray. Uh, I said, I'm not stepping foot in this church unless we turn some lights on. Yeah. Uh, to go pray. I was running from God. Uh, I was running from the call to preach. Uh, But we walked in there, began to pray, and it was like we went into another world uh, when we got in the secret place. Uh, And in every one of our lives in here tonight, I do not know where you are spiritually in your walk with God, but we must have a secret place, a secret chamber uh, to pray. You say, well, Jesus was preaching to the multitude. Well, He followed His example. He made an example of Himself. Mark chapter number 1. Mark chapter number 1 tonight and verse number 35. The Bible said, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, He went out, this is the Lord, Jesus, he went out and departed into a solitary place. That word solitary, uh, it means lonely. The word departed there, it means to go off. He got away from the disciples and he got by himself and began to pray. Now, I can't comprehend this tonight, but you may can. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, God got along with God and prayed. And if God has to get along with God to pray, how much more do you think I have to get along with Him and pray? How much more do you think you've got to get along with Him uh, and pray? It is a public place of prayer, the house of God. It is a a private place of prayer, uh, but I'm thankful for what Paul wrote in Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. That word ceasing means without intermission. I can't stand watching something on TV and a commercial comes on or an ad pops up. Intermission. Uh, When the football game's getting at its best, there's a commercial, intermission. Paul says we are to pray without ceasing. That is without intermission. What do you mean preacher? I can't pray going down the road. You can pray anywhere. Pray without ceasing, without stopping. We are to be people walking in prayer. Then I find lastly a productive prayer. James said the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 17 and verse number 14... We'll read verse 13 tonight. Second Chronicles 7 verse 13. The Lord said, If I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. In verse 14 he says, If my people, which are called by my name, That's every Christian. That's Israel. That's every Christian tonight. We're called. I do believe tonight salvation is a calling of God on one's life. They must be put under conviction. They must be drawn with the Holy Spirit of God and called by Jesus. Called by my name shall humble themselves... What and pray. But notice the words that are before pray. Humble themselves. Humble themselves and pray. A productive prayer does not come from a prideful man. But a productive prayer comes from a humble man. When we pray, we're saying, God, I need you. God, I can't handle this on my own. God, I need you. Humble. He said, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. It's through prayer tonight that we pursue God. Amen. It's through prayer that we pursue God. And turn, he says, from their wicked ways. Then will I hear. What, it, what is a prayer if God don't hear? It's in vain. It does not matter how much we holler, how loud we are, if it is not humble. If it is not from a true heart, it is in vain. Humble. Ephesians 6, verse 18 again, Paul says, pray in always. Pray in always with all prayer and supplication. In the what? In the spirit. In the spirit. A spirit-filled prayer. That's what we need tonight: is a spirit-filled prayer line. I have an old book in my study. Uh, An old preacher gave it to me. And it's real old. Uh, Real old. Over a hundred years old, no doubt. Uh, And every now and then, I always keep it to the left of my desk. Uh, And every now and then, I'll turn over and read a page of it. How it's helped us and encouraged us. But one of the greatest things I've read in this book so far is the writer said this. He said, It's through the Bible that God speaks to us. He said, It's through the Bible that God speaks to us. We don't, we don't hear an audible voice of God. You may You may be more holier than me, but I've never heard an audible voice of God. But every time I open this Word of God, He speaks to me. See, the disciples, they got to experience the walking Word. All we've got is the written Word. But ain't it it as much as powerful as the walking Word? It's through the Bible that God speaks to us. And then the writer went on to say this, and it's through prayer that we speak to God. And it's through prayer that we speak to God. And What I've got from that is, how much is God speaking to you tonight? How much is God speaking to me tonight? But the question is, how much are we talking to Him? How much are we talking to him? Praying always. Praying always. It's a privilege to be here tonight, Brother Nick. I appreciate you for uh, asking me to come. There's uh, many more preachers to call than me, but I always appreciate coming here, uh, sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, More teaching tonight than preaching. Uh, But a preacher told me one time, he said, Son, uh, all preaching has a little bit of teaching. Uh, And all teaching has a little bit of preaching.